You're listening to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today we're going to do business and legal Q&A, and I have a question here from, uh, uh, this is actually someone that subscribes to the YouTube channel. His name is Marcus, and he said, uh, I've seen one of your videos, and I have a question about my case. I recently went to court for a credit card debt, and I sat down and came up with a payment plan, uh, but then I missed the payment, and he received in the mail a motion to vacate the dismissal and enter judgment, and he wants to know what that means. So I want to explain that to you guys today. Before I do, just want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes, and if you're feeling super generous, maybe rate it. I would appreciate it. And don't forget to check out all of the other things that we have to offer over on utlradio.com, as well as the YouTube channel. We have over 250 videos. They deal with all sorts of business and legal topics. Some of them are like this, where we're answering questions or, you know, whether they're business or legal questions. Others talk about business success or the legal system in general. So check that out. Don't forget to, uh, to subscribe. If you're on YouTube, you can either go to the links on our website, uh, which will take you to the subscribe page, or just type in my name, Peter J. Lamont, and you'll find our channel. All right, so let's get back to this question about a motion to vacate a dismissal. So what's gone on here is that there was a lawsuit, and it was apparently for a credit card debt. And when they went into, whether it was a meeting or or the court, I, I don't have the details of that, they ended up reaching a settlement. Okay, so let's say the credit card company said you owe, I don't know, let's just keep numbers simple. You owe $10,000 in credit card debt. And they sue someone, they sue you for it. And now you answer the complaint, you go through the case, and at some point they say to you, look, we're, we'll agree to settle this with you. We're going to um, settle it for, let's say, 5000 and we're going to do five payments. So every month you pay $1,000, and then we're going to resolve your debt, and, and that's how we're going to do it. And you say, okay, that sounds great. So they file a stipulation of dismissal with the court, and they work that payment plan into your settlement agreement, which they also file with the court. So now, in theory, your case has been resolved because you're telling the court, hey, judge, the case has been settled. We have agreed to structure this payment plan, and every month the defendant's going to send us $1,000, and when the $5,000 total settlement is paid up, we're going to be completely done and you know, we're going to go our separate ways and we'll never see each other again. That's essentially what happened. Now, in every settlement agreement, and every agreement for that matter, there's usually some provision to protect one party over the other in the event of a breach. So in other words, if you don't make the payment pursuant to the schedule and any time that might have been built in for you to allow uh, to correct a, a, a default or defect or, you know, you just, like let's say they say you've got to pay by the first of every month, um, they typically will build in a grace period, you know, the first of the month, but if it's not received by the fifth of the month, then something will happen. And that's what we're talking about, this, the something will happen 
paragraph. Normally, that something becomes the ability of the one party to uh, file some sort of paper with the court, whether it's a motion or a judgment, and try to collect the full amount owed. So in other words, when you settle on a payment structure, the other side usually says, all right, we'll agree to this payment structure, but you've got to pay in accordance with this schedule. And if you don't, then we're going to enter a judgment for the full amount, and you've got to pay us the full amount. That, that's how they do it. So in the case of, of, of this viewer, um, when he stopped making the payments, they filed a motion to vacate the dismissal and to enforce or enter the judgment. So they likely had, as part of their settlement agreement, a consent judgment. And it's a piece of paper that both parties sign, and the debtor, the defendant, probably said in there, yes, if I don't pay in accordance with the schedule, then go ahead and enter the judgment against me. So this motion to vacate the dismissal, that serves the purpose of reinstating the case, if you will, right? Because the case is closed, the court sees it as closed, and now the plaintiff has to file this motion and says, judge, hold up, there's something wrong the, the payments didn't come in as they were scheduled to, and so you need to open the case back up. You need to vacate the dismissal. In other words, um, open the case back up so that I can now do something else. And that something else is, once you open it up for me, judge, then I'm going to file this judgment, and I want to enter the judgment in the full amount owed against the defendant debtor. So that's what's going on here. This plaintiff is moving forward to try to collect all of the money owed because the payment schedule was not adhered to. And this is a, a very good lesson because sometimes, you know, you're, you're late on a payment with something and maybe you get a late charge or maybe you don't get any charge. You make your payment and everything's fine. Other times, especially in situations where there's a settlement in place, if you don't strictly adhere to the requirements of that settlement agreement, the repercussions could be very, very unpleasant, like we've got in this situation. So the fact that you were you know, three days late and, and it was due on the first and, and there was no grace period or whatever the, the specifics might be doesn't really apply because now you're dealing with this motion. And so in general, what does one do when a motion is filed against them? They need to oppose that motion by filing the appropriate legal brief document opposition uh, with the court. And if you don't file opposition, then what happens is that the court will almost always grant the motion as it's unopposed. And in this case, if they granted the motion because it was unopposed, they would first vacate the settle they vacate the uh, dismissal, open the case back up, then enter the judgment, and then the debtor defendant debtor would have a judgment entered against them. And with a judgment in most states, you've got 20 years to try to collect a judgment from the date it's entered. So yeah, this is a very serious thing. Uh, now you might say, well, what do I do? Am I just is this it? I'm done. I, I file my opposition and what? What do I say? What do I do? 
And the answer is not simple. You might have the ability to call up the plaintiff's attorney and say, I'm really sorry. Here's what happened. Please give me another chance. Here's the money that I owe you on this missed payment. And, you know, please don't, don't, you know, enter the judgment. And maybe, maybe they'll listen to you and they'll um, be somewhat human and, and allow you to do it. However, there are plenty of attorneys and clients. It's not always the attorney's fault. Sometimes it's their client's fault who might say, you know what? You had your opportunity. You blew it. We we settled with you. We gave you a reduced amount. We gave you a reasonable payment plan. You agreed to it, and uh, you, you didn't follow through on it, and therefore, we're not doing anything for you. Sorry you had your chance, um, but it certainly is worth a shot to give a call or send a letter. I would you know, I would suggest to you that you call uh, so you actually get somebody in the, on the phone and speak to them about it. Uh, but it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. And then if you don't get anywhere, then you have to file opposition. And filing opposition to a motion like this, which is important, is probably something that you should have an attorney do. You know, there are plenty of times in this world when you can handle your own legal matter. But when you're facing a potential judgment, and I don't know how much the debt is. I mean, it could be $1,000. It could be $100,000. I don't know. But um, having a judgment against you is detrimental. It affects your credit. It affects your ability to get loans, houses, uh, or mortgages, I should say, uh, car loans. Uh, sometimes, depending upon your employer, it might actually have an adverse impact on your employment. So you want to try to avoid that judgment at all costs. And, and that's why you know, when you find yourself in a situation like this, if you can't negotiate the resolution and repair the damage that has been done by getting them to reinstate the settlement and the payment plan, then your only option is to get a lawyer. And I, I really would strongly suggest that that's what you do. You know, find a lawyer in your area um, who is experienced in these type of litigation matters and can assist you because failing to do so will have absolutely detrimental effects on you. So, you know, sometimes you get these questions and um, you, you kind of wish that they were happier questions, but unfortunately, this is what we deal with when um, we tackle some of these legal topics because they're not always pleasant. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're in a legal situation and it's upsetting and stressful and you don't know where to go or where to turn and, and, you know, the information that you find online is oftentimes conflicting. Um, sometimes it's not prepared by an attorney, but by a company filled with paralegals or uh, law secretaries, and, and you don't know where to turn. So that's why we do this legal Q&A. It's not the most uplifting show when we do the legal Q&A all the time, but I, I want to make sure that you understand these legal principles, and I want to try to answer as many as are... Uh, as, um, let me try that again, as many questions as we can from our listeners and our viewers and subscribers over on YouTube. Um, but hopefully this helps. I want to I thank you all for sending in these questions and for taking the time to try to get the proper information. Keep them coming. Uh, we've got a, a, a stack. I know we work our way through the stack every week. So keep them coming. If you've got legal questions that you want us to take a look at, uh, we can give you some general information. Remember, of course, that none of the information that we provide on this show with respect to the legal Q&A constitutes legal advice, nor does it create an attorney-client 
relationship with any of our listeners. It's purely for informational reasons. That doesn't mean that it's not going to help you in your case, but uh, in order to have a lawyer represent you, they need to be retained, and there's very specific state and um, local laws concerning that. So that's why I just wanted to uh, mention that disclaimer. All right, I want to thank you again for submitting the questions, for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and let your friends know about the show as well. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you'd like more information about the show, or if you'd like to take advantage of our business and legal self-help resources, including our extensive video library, then visit us online at utlradio.com. You can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions about any of the topics that you've heard discussed on today's show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for future shows, please feel free to reach out to me directly at pl at pjlesq.com, or you can call us at 201-904-2211. Please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, share the information that you receive through this podcast with your family, your friends, and colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.